you know, all the, we had some original stuff, but I wasn't super proud of it. It was just kind of there. It was, I, I still liked them because they're, they're kind of a reflection of who I was at that, that time. So they're, they still have meaning. But they're very different than the stuff I've been writing recently. That's Kyle Sexton of the Kyle Sexton Band. I'm going to talk to him, his bassist, and my buddy Clay Johnson. Out on my deck. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Force. At the cost of his own life, the cold calculations. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Trading Fours. Hey, today I've got Kyle Sexton and Clay Johnson of the Kyle Sexton Band on my podcast. Two really good dudes, two really good musicians. You know, 2020 has thrown us all for a loop, and as it sets in, this isn't going to be over anytime soon. We all need to make the best out of the situation. So in the case of Kyle and Clay and the rest of their bandmates, they are taking the time to really work and develop their craft as songwriters. And that hard work is paying off. Kyle and Clay came over to my deck on a beautiful fall day to talk about this. And this was the first time I had an in-person interview since February. Really had a blast on this interview. Clay has been a friend that I've performed with several times, either on the stage or in the studio. Just a great bass player. And Kyle is an uber-talented dude who is a great guitarist and singer. Love that we got to chat 20 feet apart, but still in person. Love that we got to have some live performances. You see, that's what I had envisioned for this podcast from the get-go. Some conversation, play a song or two, and then chat some more. So I'm really glad this has finally happened. So let's get started. Here's my conversation with Kyle Sexton and Clay Johnson. Of the Kyle Sexton Band. It's so crazy how close Kyle lives to here. I was like, this is two blocks away or less. Well, that's great. That, uh, you know, I try to make it easy for everybody on here. Well, uh, first Kyle's uh, pushing the stroller with the cat in it <laughs> down the street, and you're like, oh, that's uh, Kyle Sexton. I know him. And you use his full name at every proper chance you can. Of course. You have to. Well, first of all, congratulations. You're the first in-person interviews since February. Oh, wow. So this was actually what I had envisioned originally was I was going to do this like this. We are going to have it in person. And if you guys want, you know, whoever wants to perform a song or two, and it'll be great. And then, you know, and I was like, well, we'll do a, maybe two, three at the most on Zoom. So right? when was your first podcast? What uh, was the date? Halloween of last year with Matt Hopper was my very okay. first podcast. So I had probably eight to ten in the books, and then we went, and then it just went. And I, you know, the, the of course the great irony is I'm on Zoom all day for my day job, so you can imagine how much I just enjoy it after yeah. that doing it some more, right? And then I have people like, hey, let's do a Zoom happy hour. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing a Zoom happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Zoom. I had five Zoom calls already today. That just sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. Screen time's just through the roof. Yeah. For everybody, yeah. especially people working from home. Goodness. Well, in our house, so we've got me on the bottom floor in my office, which, I, you know, I've worked out of my house for almost 10 years now. And then <laughs> Colin's right above me because, you know, he goes to Shining Mission East, and he's at home all day. And then right above him is Kelly 
up on the top level up here, and that's now her office. So she came home on, like, March 12th and said, they sent us all home. And she hasn't been back since. As early as the 12th. Yeah, they actually had somebody had come to their office that had been exposed, so they just shut it down. That early? Yeah, because he'd come from, he'd, like, done a deposition or something. Mm. He'd come from another office. Mm, yeah. So it, it's nuts. So, anyway. So, welcome. Thanks for coming out. I'm glad to be here. I yeah. love this uh, porch. This is a good setup, man. It's a good vibe. Absolutely. Well, I did some live shows out here yeah. until, you know, uh, Prairie Village Karen yelled at me and <laughs> asked me how much longer <laughs> we're going to Ka- be. Did Karen <laughs> open her mouth? Goodness. 8, 10 p.m. Uh, 8, 10 p.m. And I was like, she's like, I have to work in the morning. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, it's not even 8.30. I mean, come on. 8.30 is pretty early. You know? I'm usually in 8.30 <laughs> anymore. <laughs> So let's do a little bit of introductions. Obviously, I've known Clay, you for, gosh, I don't know how long, seven, eight years now? I don't even think it's been that long. Five, maybe. Yeah. And then, Kyle, obviously, I, I've, I've seen you out playing quite a few times and stuff. So let, give everybody a look because this is all on, you know, in your ears. It's not going to be visual. So introduce you guys uh, to the world. Yep. Go yeah. ahead, Kyle. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, my name is Kyle Sexton. Uh, kind of uh, been in the Kansas City area playing music. Um, and this Clay Johnson over here. Uh, bass player, you know we've been uh, we've been playing together for about four years, I think, right? Yeah, at the four year mark. Um, but yeah, I've had a band in town since 2012, 2013. Um, just doing the whole work during the day, play at night, and uh, this whole this whole year's just been kind of crazy too. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of shift gears a bit with kind of what the focus has been you know from when we started to kind of what we're, we're doing now so yeah i'm asking everybody what was 2020 gonna be before everything happened what were you gonna do well what's what's interesting is uh i don't think anything would have really changed that much um it's it's kind of the the silver lining in the whole thing is you know we had the same situation where we were sent home in march i've been working from home since then and uh had the opportunity to like read some books and <laughs> and do some things that I just you know when gigs are canceled you find other things to do and uh, especially like weeknights I really got into songwriting and I think that that kind of ignited um, I guess just some other other side that I thought was kind of weak yeah <laughs> and it was like oh I can I can actually do do some of this and saw some progress just in that department and I think after you know playing covers for five years you kind of like wondering if you have your own voice and if it, if it'll work because usually whenever you write original stuff I, at least i'm super critical of it oh yeah so it's kind of like you know all that we had some original stuff but i wasn't super proud of it it was just kind of there it was i, I still liked them because they're, they're kind of a reflection of who i was at that that time so they're, they still have meaning um, but they're very different than the stuff i've been writing recently that's great and what have you been up to just well I've been, they didn't ever send us home for a <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so, so you've been a super spreader. Basically. I've been in the muck. <laughs> so our, our business is less than 50 employees. And in the office, there's four of us. So we got the nice letter printed out that said we could go to work. If we were pulled over, we could give it to the police officers. I still have it in my bag, though you don't need it anymore. But been doing that. Got into... You know, no gigs means more time to learn Pro Tools and get studio monitors and try and start recording and putting things together, you know, and being virtual and what technology does anymore. Kyle would 
churn out songs two or three in a day just crazy amounts of songwriting and lyrics and poetry and then maybe he had a baseline idea in mind or maybe he didn't or maybe I thought of something he didn't and we put it all together and then we recorded drums and then we sent off the music to be mixed and then it's like we have a a quarantine special of about 12 or 13 songs that are just some of the best quality recordings I've ever been a part of. Well, that's great. Just don't name it Quarantine Special. That's all I ask. (laughs) Come up with something better than that. Too much cheese. (laughs) Less cheese, please. And what's kind of crazy about that whole thing is we we actually recorded a set of five songs like two years ago, Mm -hmm. and they've just been sitting on a hard drive. And I I tried mixing some stuff myself, and I'm not an audio engineer, so I I go in there and it takes me, you know, I'll read something and then you you try to you try that out and then you're like okay that sounds good and it just takes so long you know you you go back and forth and eventually you, you get angry and you wipe the slate clean and you start some you know it it took me a long time just to get one of those songs done which we did we did a music video for and that was that was cool and everything but it was just such a painful process for me to do that and then we found uh, uh, Chris, who's been doing our, our mixing stuff remotely, uh, he's got a studio down in Arkansas. It's Eastwood Hall? East, East Hall. East Hall, yeah, that's it. And uh, he's been doing a terrific job. Like, he can do, he basically, like, we sent him the original version of the tune that we that I spent forever to do, and he did it in one day, and it was much better. <laughs> yeah. So it was just kind of, like, freed me up on that area, and we got through those five songs. And so now it's like we have all these other ones that we're adding on. So just that kind of progress was kind of nice to as a relief i think yeah that's a whole different skill set i mean mixing and and engineering and being really good at it that's a different whole different animal so it's great you found somebody so that's what i've been playing with a lot and then kyle has also rewritten all the lyrics to the songs that we had originally recorded so the instrumentals were fine because nothing changed there but he re-recorded all the vocals got a better vocal recording mic and just totally transform these songs to what were maybe mundane, I guess, lyrically or whatever, and turn them into something that really tells a story and captures the attention of the listener for the entire track. It's not like just the chorus is good or just the verse is good. It's like the verses all tie together with the chorus and the bridge doesn't lose them, and here we go, outro. Well, that's great. I think you have to make the most out of it, right? This is the year that, I mean, if you're not creative in some fashion, you're probably going to go a little crazy. Yeah, it's definitely what keeps me sane. <laughs> I've literally is like, I, and I, I'm, it's probably a byproduct of working from home, but I'm I'm in the same room. Yes. And then it, it's the same place where I write music. So yep. it's like I'm in there and I go out to eat and maybe watch a show on Netflix and then just like I've gotten very familiar with what's on there. And I actually have... <laughs> some stuff that I learned that I have like printed out on the walls. I have taped to the left of me. So I'm like just a little chart of, it's just, it's getting a little crazy there, but uh, it's kind of become a safe place, you know? And yeah. it, and it, it just, it, if I'm in that zone, time, time goes really quick. I spend a lot of time doing it. Um, but it's just kind of like one of the things that is, is attributed to, Oh, we're in March and now all of a sudden it's October and right. Like time is just like, yeah, yeah, I thought we'd either be out of this by now or we'd all be dead by now. Yeah. The fact that it's just still the same bullshit that we were dealing with 
nine months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that's like the worst case scenario, really. Yeah. Just a steady climb <laughs> over time instead of like a big spike and then a drop where it should have been or like nothing, nothing, nothing and right. nothing happening. Yeah, so now I'm just like, maybe we'll get something for St. Maybe St. Patrick's Day might be almost normal. It's like my earliest hope of anything because, you know, I mean, I see people putting posts up about how, like, they're going to, like, try to throw candy at the kids for Halloween, <laughs> you know, and it, it's just, anyway. Put so, them in a tube. <laughs> down like the a pneumatic <laughs> tube, like, from the post. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Anyway, so, well, that's great. You, uh, and I, I'm glad you brought your guitar and stuff, and if you, let's start, you want to play me one of these new sure. tunes? Let's hear yeah, something. Play, I, yeah. and, and Clay's going to be uh, helping you as your bandmate by sitting on my chaise lounger and, and watching, uh, I guess, attentively. Watching the performance and maybe uh, <laughs> conducting. You'll never know because you'll never see it. That's right. What's this tune called, Kyle? So this one's uh, called Constellations. She was a sub and she landed Starship from a planet Where things are made out of chrome We didn't speak the same language But I knew that we could manage If we had our own kind of code I see a shape in the stars Her circles in my field Strange things in the sky That fly around the world And I can't help but lose my concentration when I see her face inside a constellation. I think she might be in trouble. The pieces of her puzzle were lost inside the stratosphere. I found the parts in the rubble, but the crash of the shuttle was slid across a new frontier. I see a shape in the stars, her circles in my field, strange things in the sky that fly around the world, and I can't help but lose my concentration when I see her face. Inside a constellation And T minus 30 I'll begin the journey To search for her trail across the stars She's still sending out a beacon My heart started beating Mission control began to count down Ten seconds to go Five before I close Just till I can say A million miles can't keep me away Circles in my field, strange things in the 
can't clap i have a microphone in my hand because i don't have a mic stands but Such that was good, great good rendition kyle good rendition it's a little different acoustic yeah it's always scary because some of those work better than others I think. no that was great and shit you're playing a bass line you could fire clay you don't need to for that <laughs> yeah <right>? totally <laughs> so uh I, i'm curious i'd love to hear about a little bit of some of the people that influenced you kyle first and we'll talk to clay too yeah so we'll kind of start from the beginning there uh so I've been playing guitar since I was 14. I'm turning 30 uh, next Friday. You guys are Friday. kids. Just so kids. <laughs> uh, I kind of, you know, for the first two years, just kind of didn't really know what I wanted to, to learn. It was just, oh, I saw some other people playing the instrument and thought, I can do that. Uh, and so I think I had, like, Jimmy Eat World, Blink-182, just grasping on whatever was, you know, popular things that i'd heard so as a kid like 90s yeah and <coughs> i was 16 years old when i found Jimi hendrix and that just like yeah turned it from like a little thing to just obsession <laughs> and uh i know i drove my dad crazy uh learning purple haze just hours and hours of trying to figure that stuff out yeah and uh from there, it was kind of, you know, I think everybody kind of takes that same path of, okay, they find someone they like, and then they go, yep. who who has kind of picked up where they left off? Yep. Um, and then, then you kind of go back, well, wait, someone came before Hendrix, and then you look at people like T-Bone Walker, B.B. King, Albert King. Yeah. And, um, Buddy Guy. So, yeah, and <laughs> it just kind of really found, like, um, attachment to, to blues, blues rock. Um, and then from there, you know, you go from, my big three or four, I would say, are, are Jimi Hendrix, Steve Ray Vaughan, and John Mayer. And Mayer is kind of like, you know, you look at them as if they they probably wouldn't exist if the person before them wasn't there and they didn't light that same fire. So I kind of, you can kind of see kind of, um, you know, what I what I what I really like about Mayer is that he's got the guitar chops, he's got the vo vocal skills, and then his writing is just, you know, he doesn't suffer in any any one of those areas. So it's kind of like. That he's probably my biggest in inspiration. Your your voice has a little bit of a mayor in it. I don't know if anybody else has told you that. I mean, a little bit. Not like it's not overwhelming, but you've got a little bit of that vibe. Probably you. the breathy thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my my vocal range is actually. If, I mean, my speaking voice is pretty low. I think. Right. So it's usually people are kind of like, you know, looking at me like, because some of the you know I can sing to a certain higher than most people would expect. I think it's like Don Henley, right? <laughs> Don Henley's voice is like way down here, yeah. and then he sings, and you're like. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of, um, you know, I still, I've kind of gone past the point of, you know, like, oh, I have to sound just like that person. I, I was there for a long time, and sure. I think, I think you know, you, you kind of find your own voice by trying to imitate the voices of others, and there's things that you pick up, too. Sure. Like a lot of the cover stuff, I think we try to be 
pretty pretty close you know if you if i can emulate some of that stuff i know people really react to that pretty well like we do a um willie nelson johnny cash you know that kind of stuff and i'm able to do that pretty easily and it's kind of um you know that that's what gives me kind of um excitement about about playing the covers is seeing people's reactions go, absolutely oh, they, you know it's a it's a little bit different than and of course we we do jams and improvs on on certain sections and stuff so it's a little you know it's not like note for note every song well it's interesting you know i drove my dad nuts uh trying to learn um voodoo child yeah and he finally <laughs> told me if you play that one more damn time i'm gonna tear your stereo out of you so i, I get it and and stevie ray was how i started with that um yeah. and i actually saw him first time i saw him was in 86 or 85 85 and i was like because i was a piano player mm-hmm and I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I'm jealous. To see that. <laughs> yeah, the the best show, you know, this is, you know, and actually today's his 66th birthday. He would have mm-hmm. been sick. He'd still be playing. That's what, like, one of the biggest yeah. bummers is. Yeah. I mean, there's so much he would have done. Um, But I was down in Austin for Aquafest. Aquafest used to be this big music festival. It's, you know, long gone now. Long before South by, by Southwest. And it was in the summer, which was really smart in Austin, you know. Uh, down right downtown Lake, and I had a cousin, a bunch of family down there, and a cousin had tickets, got tickets, and and said, "Would you like to go?" And it was him. It was the first time he played since he'd gotten out of rehab back in Austin, mm-hmm. and it's still the best show I've ever seen. Just unbelievable, like you know, goosebumps, kind of, and you know, it's so I totally get it, and Hendrix and all that stuff too. So um, it's like feeling in every note. It is. It's not. It's not a wasted note, you know. And, and I like some shredders. Some of that, but if you're not saying anything, you know, like I always tell people, nobody judged Hemingway by how fast he typed the book out, right? <laughs> it's what he said it's a good in the book. Yeah. So if you can say something in your really super fast thing, I'm interested. But if you're just blazing along just to show me that you can, you know, alternate pick, like, you know, like that doesn't really, that doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, every, yeah, he didn't waste a note. That was his thing. You can count on one hand the shredders that have something to say. True. And aren't just rambling no i just you know i get and i i like some of it but some of it but you know for me like somebody who in that kind of, you know it's got to be eddie van halen who's got that really good rhythmic stuff too that the riffs that he can write or chick career al demiola those type yeah of, al demiola is a great example because you know i sat there <laughs> really fast yeah but on an acoustic guitar yeah, that's the right. thing you're like okay i saw Both. him uh, all of it what two years ago uh, up at the casino, and I was like, "What the fuck? Am, why I am I even trying?" To, I guess he used to shred a Les Paul in the seventies. You know that thing was heavy. Yeah, but man, the no, tone. he was great. And how about you, Clay? I know you did your ten top bass players, but I only kind of paid. Attention. I only did nine. Did I you? left the tenth one open. To be determined. Didn't know who to pick. <laughs> I guess there were so many. So, yeah, I've uh, started. Some buddies had a band, and they had a drummer and two guitar players, and they needed a bass player, right? The right. other guitar player wouldn't succeed and be a bass player. So started that way when I was like 16, probably. Bought my first bass. Wanted to go to school and be a trumpet player, like a band teacher. It was horrible at trumpet. Didn't realize it until I got to a place where there were more trumpet some, players some stud trumpet players there oh absolutely well yeah. i mean maybe not comparative to the best players in the world but definitely better f- 
than the players that were where I came from. Right. So I started playing bass, like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course. And then when I went to school, it was all about jazz all the time. So I think I went a couple years without listening to a song with lyrics in it. Didn't really, wasn't interested in that. But it was all not like swing or show tunes or standards, but electric jazz, mainly because that's where the electric bass shines the most, right? Upright bass is really cool, but... Do you even have one? Oh, yeah, it's downstairs, but I don't take it out because it it's hard to lug around. <laughs> and in school, you have to take it on the bus, and, it, I mean, everybody gets out of your way. It's like <laughs> the kid with a coronavirus, you know? They're just... Nobody wants to be around you. But uh. the sound is like you can't get with anything else, but that's never the sound I was chasing. Right. It was always an electric bass sound. So played a whole bunch in Arkansas when I was going to school and then moved up here in 20 late 2014. Mhm. I don't even remember where I met you through Craigslist yeah, or Facebook. I put up on uh, I think it was Facebook. So for people, I quite possibly the worst jazz guitar player we, ever. Well, we wanted to play some standards right. and I didn't have anybody to play standards with. Right. I was playing with Max Groove and he plays a smooth jazz which is what it is and i wasn't playing any standards i was trying to progress you know no when was that 2015 2015 the funny thing was so you came down so you know um i'm self-taught on guitar i just picked up guitar because i took piano lessons and stuff but my dad was a jazz trumpeter he actually um taught music at the university of nebraska and played shows God, 50 years? I wish I had musical parents. You don't really either, do you, Kyle? Musical parents? My dad sang. Singer. Uh, I know my I know my grand, both my grandmas, I think, played piano at some point in their lives, but not really as I was growing up. You know, I didn't really have a whole lot of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird to decide to go to school for music, Kyle. Probably, I mean, it's like that's all you're interested in. That's yeah. all you want to do. So you're just going to do it and hope that when you get out of there, you can get a job doing something that maybe they just give you appreciation for having a degree at all. Right. So then I find myself in the business world during the day, you know, because I'm good at numbers and schedules and things like that, which I could probably attribute to playing music, you know, same kind There's of skill set. There's a lot of math and music, if Absolutely. you think about it. I thought it was interesting reading the other day how music encompasses all subjects yeah so like music history the science of music and sound waves and things like that math of course right with intervals and things like that but yeah i just met kyle on craigslist back when craigslist was usable i haven't been on there in a while no. i don't know if there's anything good well you know i i will say this is a total credit to you um i appreciate it that you came down an open heart you know and came down and it was so funny when you left you don't know this and i was and we were all like he's too good He's never going to come back. No, I love coming <laughs> back because I had things I needed to work on, too. Well, you know, I will tell people, if, you know, all of my, you know, 100 listeners of this podcast right now, um, it's much easier to learn how to read charts and do stuff when you're young and when you first start out. So I'd been playing guitar at that point for, I don't know, 25 years probably. And to try to go back and re it's like learning a whole new way to walk or talk. It was really hard for Dude, me. Dude, reading killed yeah. me. It's tough. It was really tough. But it's made me a better player. I mean, I'm a better player because of it. So when I went to school for music, I played uh, 
I was learning songs in my room and teaching myself the scales that were on a Mel Bay chart on my wall, learning all my modes and things like that, and getting technically proficient on the instrument. And then I go to college where I have to learn these songs and read them. And I I was ridiculed in jazz band by <laughs> saxophone players because I couldn't sight read a chart all the way through first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of bass players and guitar players can't because we have to move our fingers to make the sound, whereas sax players... Yeah, well, sax you players. Strings, too. You can play the note in different spots. So yeah. It's kind of like you're processing extra information. Oh, it's absolutely. It. Absolutely. Position markers. But it killed me. It took me a long time to get it. And then it was like, you guys were, oh, let's do standards. I was like, ah, I could work on my reading. Ah, I could, And it was ne- it's never... I've played with so many people and jammed with so many people and played in so many situations with people way, way better than me and way, way not as good as they said they were online. And it was, it's never mattered to me about any, it's like the collective sound that we can possibly make and then like looking very humbly at my flaws way more than the things I know to always be getting better if you can yeah well that's almost that kind of situation is almost like getting going to the gym and getting reps in right absolutely i mean nobody was ever going to see us in my basement that wasn't the point it was more about how can we improve and be better and then i, I pulled you into girls and rock shows and all kinds of fun that was things so much fun so that that's great so uh well i want always people to follow bands and find out more so what's the best way to file follow you guys so uh yeah facebook uh kyle sexton band um, and then we've got kylesextonband.com, so our website. Um, and then we're also on uh, Instagram as well. I know we're all slaves to the social media. Yeah. <laughs> you must be. I mean, it was so nice when I was in college. We would just go to Kinko's and pl- you know print out some flyers and stick them up on the telephone pole. It was much easier. I missed that. Yeah, it was a different different vibe totally. So let's also talk about, so you guys have a drummer you use a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes, Kyle, you're by yourself. Sometimes you're with Clay. Sometimes it's three of you. Sometimes you guys throw in a sax player. What calls for what kind of band? What's your thinking for that? So our usual thing uh, before this year uh, was definitely a trio. Um, occasionally we'd have uh, Ernest Melton. He's he's a phenomenal saxophone player. Um, and he actually came along um, right at the time that Joel did. And Joel's our drummer. And they both actually auditioned together. Uh, so our original drummer, when, when he left, we set up as another one of those Craigslist things. And we've had pretty good luck with craigslist clays from craigslist uh, that's great original drummer and joel and ernest are all from craigslist and you uh, guys have had much better success than <laughs> i did we uh it, yeah it, it's it was kind of crazy how it worked out but we, we there was up, a lot of duds <laughs> i will say that we uh we set up like had to have been like 10 auditions on a sunday and we just had people scheduled and they came in and the very last people we had was joel and, and ernest and it was just like this is meant then, to be yeah. so yeah actually uh you know, because I have my 90s band, and I had mm-hmm. brought people in to sing. And I was like, motherfucker, I sing better than you do. And I know I'm not a lead singer. And the last person we brought in, she had the look. And I was like, okay. She was terrible. And all she wanted to do, she had a Fender Strat she wanted to sell me. That was, it. And so I was so I was to the point. I was so, In fact, the only reason I have my singer now, I went on a huge rant on Facebook and said, can anybody really sing? <laughs> not in the shower bullshit. Been on stage. So did you buy the Strat or not? No, I didn't need the Strat. You should have bought the Strat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found Matt. And then I was like, thank God. So I'm glad you guys. I mean, Matt's a killer vocalist. Dude, I love listening to him sing. 
it's crazy what he can do vocally, which is kind of fun. And he's from Nebraska, t- and he's older. Th- I'm not even the oldest guy in my band, so there you go. That's something to be proud of. It's very good to not be the oldest person. So anyway, um, and you guys are playing tonight, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, outfield brewing. Yeah, we're trying to stick to the the kind of outdoor acoustic thing. You know, yeah, trying to stay away from the indoor stuff. Yep. Uh, me even too. with the outdoor gigs, we've had Dude. the COVID scare. With that, it's just like. I try to just stay away from like, people. Is this worth it? Is it? <laughs> and even even then, like you never know because it's it's really hard to. It's hard for me anyway to just be an asshole. And be like, dude, don't even come close. Like if they're coming up, like you know, dropping, trying to find your tip bucket or yeah, something. It's thing. like, all right, and then they want to talk to you. Or <laughs> so it's kind of it's it's a, uh, I don't know. It's just it's just been weird. Totally, I totally get. You know, we've had a bunch, and there's one place that I'm not going to say on the air. I'll tell you guys later. You probably figure out what it is. And I was like, we're the only people socially distancing in this entire. And I wouldn't leave the area oh. where we were playing. I just sat there. Like, yeah. I'm not getting out. I'm not fucking dying. The for signs are plastered everywhere. and everyone's Nobody gives is, a shit. It is the way. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, other places have been pretty good. So we should probably. You want to do another tune before we yeah. get out of yeah, here? I'll, I'll play one that's on. Uh, it's actually on Spotify right now. So we have. Uh, and I can talk talk real quick. Just kind of. Yeah, you tell me whatever, um, man. That's the point. What we've been doing. And it was kind of a, an idea that I, th- I think has been working. Um, so we could wait until we have all these songs and then put out the album. Um, but I, I just know even myself, it's, it's just hard to, to capture people's attention for more than a few seconds. It seems like so, especially with Facebook where you just, you scroll. Um, so we had the idea of, you know, as soon as the song's been mixed, it's not even mastered. Let's, let's put it out there just for people to listen to because it's, you know, one song at a time. And that would also give me, kind of ease the pressure of okay is the next song done is the next song done we have enough stuff uh so we that was also some incentive too to to keep that going so we we came up with this idea to have a song a month we already had the five that i said we're you know we're sitting on a hard drive for two years and we used those to kind of say okay we've got three or four or five months whatever um and we went through to to do one song a month on the first monday of the month and um we've done April, May, June, July, <laughs> six, seven. We got actually got a new one coming out this next Monday too. Okay, um, and I it's think a Halloween special. So. Yeah, it wasn't intended, but the tune's called Vampire, and it's like, well, that worked out. <laughs> so, October, <laughs> Monday, October. Yeah, I might. This probably is actually going to go up on Monday, so that's very yeah. apropos. So yeah. I'll make sure to put a link to your website yeah. and your Spotify and all that stuff so people can find you. So awesome, too I, kind. I'm always a gentleman and a scholar. You know that, Clay. Uh, so. Go ahead, Kyle. Let's leave us out with a tune, and I appreciate the time, you guys. It's great. We find. I know we tried to do this once before, and it just didn't work out. So, and anybody listening from else places in the world can uh, testify that Johnson County always has some sort of uh, weed whacker or leaf blower or something going incessantly. <laughs> Whacking weeds. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, this tune is uh, called "Break It, You Bought It." trip ticket you come and go i never know when you'll visit you know i can't help myself when the feelings that i get when we collide
It's like a loaded pistol You aim then fire Ricocheting off my pillow I'm tired of Russian roulette You're displaying what you get While you decide You break it, you body Does that make you want it now? We could try to see the slow, give it mouth to mouth. Would you come if I dreamt to you? I don't know how, but I got to get to you. You know there's something about you, girl. You make my world go round. Thoughts on a one-way street You're like a rerun stuck on repeat What's the cure to your infection? What a wedding mean that you were mine I'm crushed cause you say that we are over You had your fun but you don't want to get any closer Break my heart to see you with another guy You break it, you body Does that make you want it now? We could try to see the slow You could show me how Would you come if I jump to you? I don't know how but I got to get to you You know there's something about you girl You make my world go round You came back to say exactly how you feel No matter what you think, I know what we had was real You say that you love me, but I don't trust you right away You know there's nothing left to lose So where we go from here is up to you Kyle Sexton, everybody, and a little bit of Clay Johnson on vocals and uh, popping off some beer tabs at the same time. So Beer tabs. Hey, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Kyle Sexton and Clay Johnson, everybody. That was a ton of fun. You know, it just felt like a normal 30, 40 minutes out on my deck and uh, nothing better than talking music, playing music, and having beers with people that you like and respect. So 
ton of fun. Be sure to check them out. I put in the show links every place you can find them, uh, social media, Spotify, their Facebook page, all of it. Check it out. So that's it for today's Trading Fours. Uh, this next one, this is going to be, I, mean, I always say it's going to be a ton of fun, but man, this one's going to be really a ton of fun, and I'm actually going to try to do this one live, live, like, you know, on Facebook and on YouTube. I've got Neil Giraldo, who I think is one of the most underrated guitarists uh, of the last 30, 40, 50 years. He, you probably would know him, he is the uh, spouse, the husband of Pat Benatar, but he does a lot more than just be the spouse of Pat Benatar and be her guitar player. He writes a ton of music, including a lot of their hits. He also produces people, not only himself, but people like John Waite and Kenny Loggins. He also writes movie scores. He does a lot of really cool stuff. Really good dude. Um, and he's got a new bourbon company out called Three Chord Bourbon. So we're going to talk about his bourbon. We're going to talk about what he's up to. We're going to talk about all these great songs he's written and produced. And we're going to be doing it live. So, uh, you know, wish me luck on that. And that's coming up. It's going to be on Wednesday, October 14th at noon central time. So I'll put in the show notes, too, how you can uh, get on that and watch it live. And then I'll also obviously post it afterwards. So it'll be up on this podcast as well. So that's it for today's Trading Fours. Uh, I know we're into October. Hope everybody's being safe. Take care of yourself and the ones you love. Go out and support live music, either virtually or in person. And I'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Are you even count?